Good morning, church. I hope you enjoyed service today. You know, at our church here, we always say welcome to your seat at the table. I hope that the presence of the Lord fill the room where you're at, wherever you're worshiping. Maybe you're there in your living room, and I pray that the presence of God would just cover your home uh, where you are. May the presence of the Lord just fill you. As we enter into a new year, we are thankful God uh, allowed us to enter into a new year with hope and peace and joy. We also want to pray for the offering today. So thank you for those that are wanting to give. You could see how to give on the screen there. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for believing in the vision, sowing into the church. Thank you for your tithe and offering. And many of you also give towards the building fund uh, above even your tithe, your 10%. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Let's pray for it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the offering. Thank you for those that have given a tenth of their tithe and their income towards your vision. Thank you for those that have even given an offering for the building fund. Thank you, Lord, for those that have belief in uh, what you're doing within our church. God, we ask that you would bless and multiply. Use it for your work and your kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you. God bless you. As we enter into this new year, I know many of you, uh, we came from 2020 and it seems like hopefully this new year would give us a, a new start, but there's a lot of things that's going on. Uh, we see turmoil all around us. And so today, if you would go with me to the book of Mark chapter four, verse 35 through 41. Here in verse 35 of Mark, it says this, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, now when they had left the multitude, they took him along the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Now it is that you have no faith. Or how is it that you have no faith? In verse 41, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's go back to verse 39 really quick. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. I want to speak to you on the subject today of peace, be still. Peace, be still. Look at your neighbor. Look at the person next to you if you're with someone. Say, peace, be still. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for your word is revelatory. God, your word is everlasting. You're, you said, God, heaven and earth may pass away, but your word is 
eternal. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would touch our minds, that we may understand, our ears that we may hear, our hearts we may receive. Lord, we take authority over the sky above, the ground we stand on, and the air that surrounds us, and we bind up everything that's not of you, and we loose, God, peace and joy and hope and mercy and grace into our life right now. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place, in the name of Jesus. You know, um, in this story, we read a lot about it. Uh, it is a time where Jesus was resting. He was at the stern of the boat, and he uh, was totally asleep. He was resting like uh, most, and a great storm comes. And the people that were around him were afraid. How many of us today... Um, see the things that's going around in our world with uh, the shutdown, the, the riots, the protests, the, all these things that's going on, even here uh, recently with our election. It, it just seems like there is storms all around. There are divisions. There are uh, people that are angry. There are people that are scared. There's people that um, don't know what to do, and they are confused. Um, maybe you're dealing with confusion. I always tell people like this, confusion is not of God because the word of God says that God is not an author of confusion and so you know that if God is not the author of confusion you and I know that's not of God and if you know that's not of God then we need to ask God for the peace and so this was the moment that the disciples, they were here with Jesus. He was in the boat with them. Uh, they're looking at him, obviously, and he was sound asleep. Could you imagine a windstorm coming up? Have you ever been caught up in a windstorm? I remember a few years ago, probably back uh, about uh, four or five years ago, we were invited to go uh, on a boat here uh, north of us on a lake. It's a pretty big lake here in the Texas area. And for some reason, our family uh, were with the people that owned the boat and a storm came above the boat and the clouds came and this, this thunderstorm and this rain came and 80 degree weather turned into about 55 degree weather and we were cold. The rain was coming sideways where we couldn't see the shore. The, the owner of the boat was trying to get to the shore and the wind was moving and it was kind of scary especially for my young kids. They were kind of scared. We were cold. We were hugging each other. Um, see, brothers and sisters, when the storm comes into your life, it doesn't allow you to see where you're going. Um, storms cause us to be confused. Storm causes us to have fear, uncertainty. It causes us to have uh, uh, anxiety. This was the problem that was going on within the disciples. Even though they were with Jesus, even though Jesus was in the boat with them, he was in the same situation. Sometimes we think that God doesn't know what we're going through. But yet here in the Bible, it says that Jesus was right there with them. Look at uh, verse 37 or 36. Uh, it says, and now they had left the multitude. They took him along in the boat as he was. And 37, and a great storm arose and waves beat into the boat. So it was filling up, but he was in the stern asleep on the pillow. See, sometimes we think that in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our fear, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, that God is somewhere away, that he's not with us. But here the Bible tells us that the king of glory is right in the boat 
with you and me. He was right in the boat with the disciples. He was right there. He was in the midst of them. He wasn't letting them deal with the storm by themselves. He was right there with them. And yet their focus was not on him, but their focus was on the storm. And when they came to God or they came to Jesus, he said, teacher, wake up. Don't you care that we're going to drown? Don't you care that we are perishing? The Bible says, see, sometimes how many of us right here, when we're going through things, we would question the Lord and say, Lord, don't you care that we're dying? Don't you care that what's going on? I I'll be honest with you. With all the things that's going on, I said, Lord, where are you? Uh, where are you? Where are you answering? My children asked, Lord, uh, Dad, where's God? We've been praying. How come he, he, he's not answering the way we want? But the Bible says this, that his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we, um, one of our, one of our pastor friends of mine who, who's older, he's been in ministry many years. He said to me, he says, we look at our, our life uh, uh, in this world. We look at our life very finite, but God looks at our life from eternity. He sees the whole picture. See, that's why the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. See, brothers and sisters, when we're in the midst of the storm, it can feel scary. It could feel like we're perishing. It could feel like we're losing everything. I, I've been there. Remember, I told you that uh, I, my family escaped on a refugee camp when I was a little boy. I spent three nights and four days in the middle of the ocean. I cannot tell you that when you don't know where you're going and it's scary, your focus is on that fear. Your focus is on that confusion. Your focus is on that storm. But Jesus was right there with them. Say to yourself, Jesus is right here with me. Jesus is right here with me. See, Jesus is right there. He, he knew what they were going through, but he had peace because he knew he was peace. I want you to really focus with me right now in verse 39. When Jesus gets up and they wake him up, he says three words. First word, it's capitalized in the Bible. Man, you ever wonder why in the middle of a sentence the word peace is capitalized? The only time that you would ever capitalize a word, one, is it represents a title. Right? Um, a title. You capitalize. It, it is emphasizing a person. You know how I know when he was speaking at the storm, he says, peace. You know what he was saying? He was saying, I am peace. He wasn't speaking to the storm. He says, I am peace. That's why, brothers and sisters, in the book of Isaiah 9, it says that he is the prince of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Imagine that God, Jesus himself, is the Prince of Peace. The Bible says in Isaiah, he is the Prince of Peace. So when he stood up, he wanted the disciples, he's looking around, he wanted the disciples to say, peace. He's pointing to himself. He said, I am the peace that you need. I am the one. Stop looking at the storm. Stop looking at the waters. Stop looking at your confusion. Stop looking at the challenges and the fear. But I am peace. He's saying, peace, I'm here. 
I'm here. I'm the Prince of Peace. And you know what it says uh, in Ephesians 2, 4? It's not on the screen, but it says this. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. In Ephesians 2 and 14 says, for he is our peace. Say it. He is our peace. You know, when he stood up, the word peace, when he spoke it, he was speaking about himself. I don't know where you are today, brothers and sisters. When you look around, there might be storms in your life, your personal life. There could be storms in your family life. There could be storm in your business life. There could be storm in your financial life. There could be storms within your mind and in your heart. You could have had a, a, a loved one that you lost. But I want to tell you right now, in the midst of the storm, Jesus stands up. He says, I'm peace. That's why it's capitalized. Peace. That's him. That's who he is. He's the king of peace. He is our peace. He is the one that we need to look to. And then he said, be still. When he said, be still, he was talking to the, the storm. He, he was talking to uh, the things that cause us to fear. He was calming the chaos around us. But the first thing he said is reminding us that he is the peace. He is peace. He is not a, a hope of peace. He is peace. He is not a wish of peace. He is peace. He's not us thinking, well, God, will you give him peace? No, he is peace. When you have Jesus, you have peace. When you have Jesus, you have peace. He was with them in the storm. He was with them in the boat. He was with them when the waters were filling up that boat. He was with them than when they were afraid. He was with them when they were nervous. He was with them when they were confused. See, the Bible says this also, that we don't serve a great high priest that is not touched by the very feelings of our infirmity. Or to put it another way, is this, that we serve a God that knows how we feel. We serve a God that sees our anxieties. We serve a God that feels it. We serve a God that feels when our heart is fluttering with fear and doubt. But God is peace. And when he says that I am peace, when he says peace, it's capitalized. He's saying that I'm the Prince of Peace. Why are you afraid? I'm right here. Speak. And he said, peace be still. And the, the sea was calm. Brothers and sisters, right now, wherever you're listening to me, you need to speak peace into your home. Speak it right now into your home, into your family, into your business, wherever it is. When you have all this turmoil, speak peace and just stand there and say, peace, Lord, the peace that is in you, uh, the Prince of Peace. When I receive you as my Lord and Savior, I have received peace into my life. And then speak, be still, be still. Storms, be still right now. Raging fear, be still right now in the name of Jesus. Look at what uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 9 says. It says this, Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And the peace of God and the 
peace of God. Who is the peace of God? That's Jesus. Who is the Son of God, that's Jesus. And the Son of God, or the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through who? Through Christ Jesus. Oh, brother and sisters, I don't know about you. Right now, you and I, we need to have more of Jesus. We need to have more peace. And when you have Jesus, you have peace. Look at John 14, 27. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, let it not be afraid. Right? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Look at Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. See, brothers and sisters, here in Ephesians 6.13, he said, take on the whole armor. You know the armor is the helmet, the breastplate, the, your loin, your feet shod with the preparation uh, of, uh, uh, of the gospel, the preparation, the shield of faith. Right? Brothers and sisters, when you've done all, that means he's saying stand. Stand means to be established. Stand means to be still and not run to and fro. Uh, not be worried about what's to come, but to have our eyes and focus on the Lord. I, I want to tell you right now, just like a member of our church says, we need to pray for our nation. You know, the young lady in our church, she said, Pastor, what are we doing as a church? I've been praying for our nation. You know what we need to pray for? We need that the Prince of Peace, which is in Christ, which is Jesus Christ, we need him to come into our nation. We need peace in our communities. We need peace in our homes. We need peace in our political atmosphere. We need peace in our leadership of our nation. We need peace in our nation. Would you pray with me this week? Would you just take a moment this week and pray for peace in our nation? We need it. I've been praying and I, I just encourage you maybe at noon, every at 12 o'clock every day at noon, take a moment and say, Lord, I speak peace. I speak Jesus. I speak peace into our nation, into our political arenas, into our uh, uh, members uh, that lead our nation as representatives of those that they look at and those that have voted for. Pray for peace in our executive branch and pray for peace in our Congress and our Senate. Pray for peace in our judicial branch. Pray for peace in our governors of our state and our mayors and our city council. Pray for peace within the church leadership. Pray for peace within our church and our homes and our families. But brothers and sisters, pray for peace in your heart because peace is not a thought, it is a person. Peace is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Look at James 1 and 5 and 6, and I'm going to close. Here's James, the apostle says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Look at that. When we pray and ask God in faith, don't have doubt. 
When you speak peace in your life, don't have doubts that, oh, well, it's not going to happen. We've all been there, including me. But we, when we pray and ask God, I believe that you're going to give me wisdom. I believe you're going to give me peace. Don't have doubts. Because when you have doubts, it will be like the wave of the sea tossing you. Like the story in Mark chapter 4, the sea was tossing the disciples. And yet, Jesus was right there with them. See, when you and I have Jesus, he, we know the end result will be good. When you and I have Jesus, we know that we will have God with us. And the Bible says that if he be for us, who can be against us? You know what else it says? The Bible says, says that those that are for us are more than those that are against us. And so God is trying to put peace into a, your heart. Stop looking at all the crazy things going on TV. Stop looking at all the crazy news channels. Stop looking at those and start looking at the Word of God. You know, I want to pray for you today that you have peace. And I hope that you understand that peace is not just a lack of disturbance, but peace is an eternal thing because Jesus lives in us. And for you who are listening to me and you say, Pastor, I need peace today. Maybe you've gone through tragedy. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you're afraid and confused and you don't know where the shoreline is. I'm going to tell you right now, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you are saved. And so pray with me right now. And even if you've already been a longtime believer, just pray with me along. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. I know that you came from heaven and you lived a perfect life. You were crucified for my sins, and by the shedding of your blood, you wash my sins away. You were buried, and on the third day you rose again, and you are seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. I receive you as my Prince of Peace today, for you are my peace. I thank you, and I pray in the name of Jesus, amen. If you pray that simple prayer after me and you believed it in your heart and you opened your mouth and confessed it, you are saved and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And for those that need peace, I speak peace to you right now in your home. I speak peace into your heart, in your mind. I speak peace into your family. I speak peace into your workplace. I speak peace into your finances. I speak peace in your community. I speak peace right now. I pray for peace in our cities, in our churches, in our homes. I pray peace for our state and our governors and those that are in political arenas, for those that represent us. I speak peace to Congress and Senate, the leaders and the Congress leaders. I speak peace, God, uh, for uh, the executive branch, the presidents, uh, uh, the White House. I speak peace to the Supreme Court, I speak peace right now to our nation. Lord, you are peace. All the storms be still in the name of Jesus. God bless you. May his face shine upon you. I love you. 
I'm praying for you. Reach out to us. Thank you for listening today. May you, God, may peace of God be with you this week. In Jesus' name, I'll see you next week. God bless you.